This is Trek FM. Telling frequencies open. This is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Thursday, June twelfth, twenty fourteen. I'm Christopher Jones, and we have two stories for you today: Trek comic writing social wrongs of Trek canon, and Star Trek guests join Reading Rainbow Live. First up, Star Trek is all about diversity and inclusiveness, but what exactly those words mean changes over time. You know what is seen as diversity in one decade may not seem so diverse later on. Comic writer Mark Ferenis aims to correct many of what he sees as massive social oversights in Trek canon through his artwork and stories on trekcomic.com. Mark launched the site in March 2013 and put out a first serial that was entitled No Good Deed, and that was set at the end of the Earth-Romulan War and features an openly gay captain. Now, a second serial, which just began last week, is called Weapons of Mass Destruction, and this story features a group of outlaws on the planet Tellar that is led by a woman. Now, a female Tellarite leading a group of outlaws, that's not something that we would normally think of in Star Trek. So that's an interesting angle that Mark is taking here. And an openly gay captain is something that, again, we haven't seen in Star Trek. And I know it's something that many viewers feel is an oversight. And we've discussed this on the network a number of times. I think that we probably would have more homosexual characters or bisexual characters in Star Trek if society had been different at the time that the shows were written. Of course, you're not going to have that in the 1960s with the original series. And even in the 1980s and early 90s with The Next Generation, moving through the 90s with Deep Space Nine and Voyager, you have to remember that Deep Space Nine was created in the early 90s and Voyager was created early to mid-90s. So even then, even though those series were ending at a time when maybe these characters would have been accepted by the audience and by the networks, by the studios, I should say, in the case of Star Trek. Well, no, Voyager was on a network, UPN. At the time they were created, it wasn't something that the, that was necessarily going to work within Star Trek, even though it should have, of course, because Star Trek's all about diversity and, and, and inclusiveness, as I just said up front. And so, of course, you should have these characters, but they weren't there. And it's, you know, that's how television works. So in comic form, of course, Mark is able to actually create these characters. And we've seen these characters in the literature as well. In fact, this morning, I was just interviewing David R. George III for Literary Treks for a show that will be out this coming Sunday. And we're talking about his new novel, One Constant Star. And in One Constant Star, Demora Sulu is the captain of the Enterprise B. This is after Harriman has been promoted admiral and Demora has taken over the ship. Well, David made Demora Sulu bisexual in the book. It's not a plot line of the book, but it's something about her character that's there. So we have seen writers address this in Star Trek post-television. I'm surprised that Enterprise didn't address this, actually, but they didn't. I'm very, very confident that we will see more diversity and that we will, I am certain we will see 
an openly gay character in the next Star Trek series when it comes out. But for now, we can look to things like the literature and this comic to give us those types of characters. Mark's intent is not only to correct perceived social wrongs in the Trek canon, but also just to recapture that spirit of exploration and to follow the crews and to follow new stories in the Star Trek universe. As is the case with No Good Deed, the fact that the captain is openly gay, it's not the plot point of the story, it's only a piece of the characterization. And I think that's very important because the point isn't to draw attention to that aspect of a person's character or their lifestyle. It's just to acknowledge that this is how people are, this is how life is, and it should be embraced, especially when telling a Star Trek story. Another thing that Mark is doing here is to make sure that each comic passes what is called the Bechdel test. And that means that the story features two or more women, and they talk about something other than a man. This is something we talk about from time to time on the network as well when we talk about the next generation in particular, because often in TNG, when you see Beverly and you see Troy together, they're talking about a man. You see them stretching. You see them doing their exercises and they're talking about, oh, does it make your toes curl? Well, that's not exactly what we want to see from our female characters in Star Trek, right? It's one thing I like about Deep Space Nine is that you don't see Kira and Jadzia talking about that all the time. They're much stronger female characters. So see what you think about these comics. I'll put a link in the show notes over to the website. io9 did an article about it, so you can go over there and you can uh, read some of their insight into it. You can go to trekcomic.com and read the comics. The, The only drawback for me really with this and the way it's done on the web is the way you actually have to read the comics. Now, I read lots and lots of Star Trek comics because we cover them on literary treks. And the way I read mine most of the time is through either Comixology app or the dedicated Star Trek comics app. And it's a very comfortable way to read. Here, you're on an HTML page and you see three frames at a time. Um, the, The logo, by the way, is like the old gold key Star Trek comics logo up there. And the artwork's great. It's really nicely done. It has that feel of like an old gold key comics. But you see three frames at a time. You see a strip and then you have to click next and that has to load and you have to click next and that has to load. And the images load slowly for me. And I have a 100 megabit per second fiber optic connection. So I'm a little bit worried about how they open for some people who may be trying to read them. I would love to see the comics done as a PDF or some other way. So I don't know, Mark, if if you're listening to this, if you tune into this, I'd love to see that. I'd love to have a way I can actually just read these without having to click through over and over. But that's the only thing there. Otherwise, they're, you know, they're nicely done, nicely written, nice artwork. And, and again, it's great to see more diversity being pumped in to Star Trek. So uh, go check those out. I'll put a link in the show notes. And tell us what you think also. What do you think about the notion of turning the social views of Star Trek, especially those of classic Trek, on its head? Do you think that what Mark has done is a fair job so far? 
And what do you think about the artwork and the storylines? And and on a side note, how do you feel when people watch the original series or the next generation in particular today with our 21st century mindset and levy criticism against those stories from the point of view of 2014 and don't take into account what society was like at the time they were written? How do you feel about that? Because I see a lot of people do that. And I think that it's it's good to talk about those things and those deficiencies, but also to put it into place, put it into its place in time. Let me know what you think about those. You can find me on Twitter under username C Brian Jones, the letter C, and Brian with a Y. Next up, unless you are completely disconnected from the internet, or perhaps reality, you know that LeVar Burton's Kickstarter campaign shattered its $1 million goal in just 12 hours. And now the one-month campaign has passed $3.6 million with three weeks to go, and the new stretch goal is $5 million. And today Burton announced a series of events called Reading Rainbow Live that will feature fellow Star Trek cast members. The shows will be available as premiums for those who contribute to the Kickstarter, and guests will include Jonathan Frakes, Brent Spiner, Michael Dorn, Robert Picardo, Kate Mulgrew, Marina Surtees, Gates McFadden, Jerry Ryan, and, wait for it, William Shatner and Patrick Stewart. So bringing out the big guns there, we have three of the five captains on board here with Shatner, Stewart, and Mulgrew. There are going to be four episodes. Episode one is the men of Star Trek. Episode two is the women of Star Trek. And then episode three is William Shatner. Episode four is Patrick Stewart. So Shatner and Stewart will not be in the episode one, the men of Star Trek. That'll be Frakes, Spiner, Dorn, and Picardo, which is probably going to be hilarious, by the way, because all four of those guys are extremely funny. And if you put them together, I don't even know what's going to happen. That should be really incredible. Now, it does not appear that the shows will be filmed because due to union rules, usually stage events like this, stage shows, are not filmed for commercial release. And it's not clear to me, knowing that, exactly how this works in terms of how you're going to see them. The way I understand it, and I may be wrong about this, is that they would be recorded and there are premiums for Kickstarter contributors at a certain level, but they wouldn't actually, they're never going to be sold. You know, it's not for a commercial release. That's my understanding of how it's going to work. They are going to release tickets though, because they're live events. So you can, you could see them. They're going to release tickets in three rounds And LeVar Burton says, these are going to be truly special events, so I hope you and your child will come out and join us. And remember, we'll be reading children's books, so please use at least one of your three tickets to bring a child along. So you're going to be able to get three tickets, and so you're going to go there. People will go there if you're in the area, and they're even going to read children's books, of course, because it's reading Rainbow, so you got to do that. Reminds me of some of the the shows we have on morning TV here in Japan, in fact, that are not reading Rainbow, but you bring your kids along. So the ticket releases, anyway, will take place in three stages. The first one was yesterday, 
June 11th. That's Wednesday. The second one will be today. So as you're hearing this, uh, you should be able to jump on this. I'll try to get this show out earlier than usual so that, that you'll know about this if you haven't seen it yet. The second round starts today, Thursday, June 12th at 11 a.m. Pacific. And then the third round is on Friday, June 13th at 1 p.m. Pacific. And for tickets and details, if you want to get those tickets, the URL you need to go to is helpreadingrainbow.com. Helpreadingrainbow.com. Just one long word, no dashes or anything in there. And you can get in on these tickets at the times that I just told you about right here. So what is it with the $5 million stretch goal? What can they do with $5 million? Remember, they started out with just a $1 million goal. Well, LeVar Burton says at $5 million, we can give free subscriptions to over 7,500 classrooms in need and expand to mobile, Android, but we still need your help. So that's a big boost. I mean, think about it. 7,500 classrooms can get free subscriptions if you just go and donate as little as a dollar. As I mentioned when I talked about this a couple of weeks ago here on the show, the vast majority of the donations that have helped them get to $3.6 million are $5 and $10 and $15. Very small amounts. It's what we spend every day for coffee and lunch. You can really help out kids this way. And this is really great too. Reading Rainbow Live. I'm very excited. Wonderful to see LeVar's co-hosts from Star Trek coming in and participating in this. I tell you, there's nothing like Star Trek to make a difference in the world. And everyone who is involved or has ever been involved with Star Trek, they all seem to just have the biggest hearts to help the world. So I'm really proud to even have a periphery association with Star Trek in the way that uh, I do by covering it here on the network. So go check this out. I'll put a link in the show notes to the Kickstarter. And remember, helpreadingrainbow.com to get ticket information and go support LeVar Burton's efforts here with Reading Rainbow. Now, I do have the usual network update to close out the show here. And it's Thursday, which means Voyager and To the Journey. And this week, we have an episode for you titled Straight from the Lizard's Mouth. Hmm, What could that mean? Is it Distant Origin? No, it's not. It's Threshold. So brace yourselves. You know, no Star Trek show is immune to those episodes that just don't quite live up to fan expectations. But few episodes are of such ill repute that the writer himself eventually strikes them from canon. But Threshold is such an episode, and despite its unpopular status among the masses, Char and Tristan actually enjoy watching it. And I'm with them. I actually, the ending is a little bit weird, maybe, but I actually like Threshold. It's an interesting concept. And Robbie Duncan McNeil just does a fantastic acting job in that episode, acting through all that crazy prosthetics that they give him and and really turns some rather poor writing into a very watchable episode, in my opinion. So tune in as Shar and Tristan bring you a commentary and discussion for Threshold They will comment, laugh, cry, lose their tongues, spawn, and much more for you. It's almost like they experience the entire universe in just one episode of To The Journey. 
So be sure to tune into that and find out if you agree with their assessment of Threshold. You'll find this episode in your show feeds right now if you subscribe to the individual show feed for To The Journey or to the Trekka Film Complete Master Feed. You can also catch it through all of your favorite podcast sources, no matter where you get them, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreaker, Swell, BlackBerry, SoundCloud, wherever it is, just search for Trek.fm or the name of the show you want to listen to, and you'll find us there. And you can go to our website and stream the show and grab the RSS link as well and pop that into your favorite podcatcher. Well, that's our look at the news for today. Again, I want to thank our news editor, Mariel Keyran, for helping prepare the stories for today's show. And if you're streaming the show from our website, remember that you can have it delivered directly to your device of choice by subscribing to the Hyperchannel show feed or the Trekafilm Complete Master Feed, which contains every episode of every show that we do and some special audio content as well that you can only get there. And I would love to chat with you about the stories today. I mentioned earlier, you can find me on Twitter under username C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. You can find me everywhere in social media under that username, actually. But Twitter is my favorite social media source. So come chat with me there. And you can also find the network on Twitter. Our username is TrekFM. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash TrekFM. On Google+, just search communities for Trek.fm and you'll find us. We have forums at Trek.fm slash forums. If you go to the show page, look in the left sidebar. You'll see a little widget there where you can send us a voicemail just using your computer. And we have a contact form at Trek.fm slash contact where you can just choose to send to a show and choose Hyperchannel. And that'll come over to me by email. If there's a story that you've heard about that we haven't covered here on Hyperchannel that you'd like me to share thoughts on, send that to me as well. I'd love to hear from you. We'll get that in the show. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope your week is going really well. I bet you're looking forward to the weekend. But tune in tomorrow when I'll be back with some more stories. And until then, go watch some Trek. Trek.